You're tuning in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM and we are coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania and you can get us on 87.6, 87.8 or 88.0 and uh, you can also catch us through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website that is faithfm.com.au where you can also catch up on uh, the previous episodes that we've done. And uh, for those, um, so we come to you every weekday at 9 a.m. And for those listening in Tasmania, you can catch us again at 4.30 p.m. Um, every Wednesday, we have Rako Chilich, um joining us from Bernie. And um, Rako will, will be continuing with this series of programs titled 3MJ, where the 3M stand for Movement, Message, and Mission, and J standing for Jesus. So Rako will be continuing with the series titled 3MJ, Movement, Message, and Mission of Jesus. Welcome, Rako. How are you today? Yes, good. Thank you, Tabitha. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy. It's a beautiful, sunny Wednesday, and um, I'm so grateful the weather is going to be great today. Yes, um, how are you? Yeah, doing well here, and um, yeah, looking forward to sharing uh, today on Faith FM, and hopefully we can all learn uh, quite a bit, because we're going to be looking at a parable known as the parable of uh, the ten virgins, or sometimes it's entitled the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. So we're going to be talking about uh, a bit of a... Uh, weddings or marriage. Yeah, this parable is about the uh, about a wedding, and uh, I think you have a, a question in regard to uh, a wedding, don't you? Yes, I do. You know, Raka, when I was younger, um, that parable or that story was very popular. <laughs> it was taught a lot in church, and um, you know, now I look at it a bit different than I did previously. Um, so I have a question uh, for you, Raka. Of course, I'm not going to ask if you've attended a wedding because I know you have. Um, Do you want to share something about your wedding or just what you enjoy most about weddings? Yeah, I got married in 2005. So this is some 16 years ago and our anniversary is coming up. And uh, I got married in South Korea. Uh, that's where I met my wife in South Korea. She comes from South Africa originally, and she was there with her family. There were missionaries, and uh, we began dating, and 10 months later, we got married. Mm-hmm. And it was a Korean pastor that married us, um, and it was uh, it was in December, December, I believe, 18 or 16. Oh, boy, I wish I don't get that one wrong. Uh, We did sign the papers earlier on November 25 at the Australian consulate. Um, I usually tease my wife and say, well, the only reason she married me was uh, for the Australian citizenship. (laughs) Um, And uh, no, that's not true. So we... That's a popular statement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... And you know what was interesting? It was on November 25. 2005 that we signed the papers uh, officially Mm. and it was interesting because 10 years earlier on November 25 1995 I got baptized so my anniversary for my baptism and my anniversary for getting married Mm. is on the same day Um, but yeah about three weeks later 
yeah. uh, in December we got married and it was December it was cold and on that day it also snowed and I remember uh, Elise uh, that's my wife uh, she was sick and even I was sick too I think it was just the lead up and the stress and the planning and the preparation uh, it just uh, made us really t- tired um, and we had food at the reception it was there in the church hall and so it's been 16 years and I can say one thing uh, every marriage has its ups and downs but I can truly say that uh, I love my wife more today than I did 16 years ago and I th- when we give our life to the Lord Jesus it's like we're getting married to the Lord. Mm. And I believe, you know, we need to be reflecting and our love for Jesus ought to be growing more and more day by day. We ought to be loving Jesus more today than we did last year. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's my little story. And uh, I do have a good relationship also with my father-in-law. Mm. Uh, and I think that's important, important yeah. because, uh, you know, today people are getting married. But for me, it was also important to go, hmm, uh, you know, what's how, you know, this person I want to get married, how is she treating her parents? Mm. Um, and what kind of relationship does she have with her parents? And does she respect her parents? And all of those things are important. And for those people who are not married, and I know you're not married yet, Tabitha. <laughs> mm. So, uh, my advice, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to just throw this one in. Um, my advice is it's good to read a book called Adventist Home. Um, we should have probably given that book away. I know we have another book to give away. But this book, Adventist Home, um, it's good to read before you get married, when you get married, and after you have kids too. <laughs> and I have a friend, he's a pastor, and I remember before he got married, he read this book, and he came up with 137 points of what uh, he expected in his wife or his future wife to be wow. like. <laughs> <laughs> now, in the end, he said jokingly, well, you know, she, the person I married, she didn't fit with none of those points. <laughs> but we got to be careful, you know, and, and, and uh, I've given marriage counseling. I, I just finished uh, with a couple last week, which um, I, I go through a session of uh, 12, um, 12, like, presentations or seminar, and I finished with a couple from Queensland, and we did it through Zoom. And I really love giving marriage counseling. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you why, because usually I'm always diving into a lot of prophecy. Mm-hmm. And, and this is very practical when we talk about marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and the devil is, is attacking marriage. And when I'm giving marriage counseling, I, I, I notice one thing, I need it too. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me. And, and one of the key points I usually like to communicate is that in any marriage, Jesus needs to be the very center. Mm. And when I talk to Christians, I'm pretty straightforward and direct. And, and I give no apology for saying this. And that is, if G, and this is when I'm talking to Christians, not non-Christians, but Christians. If Jesus is not the center of your relationship, of your marriage, it will fail. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. is, he is the glue. Now, I've got to be, I've got to stop talking here. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to say all of these things. Um, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you for your advice. Um, I know where to, <laughs> I know where to go when I'll be ready f- um, to get married. Um, to, just to remind our listeners of our show number, it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. Um, 
text us any questions, any comments, any feedback we'd like to hear from you. And we also have a question for you. Have you ever attended a wedding and what did you enjoy most about wedding, about the wedding you attended? Um, text us your responses to 048-880-891. I'm Sarako. We have about two minutes before we complete this section. Um, did you want us to pray? Yeah, let's let's pray, and then we'll read the passage of Scripture, and then we'll come back to it and go verse by verse. So let's have a quick prayer. I'll pray for us. Thank you. Lord, we know that in the Scripture, um, marriage is used uh, as a theological uh, metaphor to teach us better in our relationship with you. And Lord, um, I pray that uh, you will bless us today as we talk about the parable of the ten virgins. Lord, please be with the words um, that Tabitha has to share and myself. And Lord, may your name be uplifted. May your Holy Spirit guide us now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So Tabitha, what I'm going to get you to do is, um, before our break, I'm going to get you to read Matthew chapter 25 and verses 1 to 13. Okay. Um, the title is The Parable of the Wise and Foolish Virgins. Um, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Um, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in the vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and um, slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came out, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. You know, just before we go for our break, um, prior to this parable of the ten virgins, you've got Matthew chapter 24. And Matthew 24 and 25, it's a package. Mm -hmm. In Matthew 24, it talks about the signs that are going to happen before the destruction of the city of Jerusalem, but also these things are fulfilled at the end of time. You have the abomination of desolation in Matthew 24, then this great tribulation, and we studied this when the church was persecuted. You've got the cosmic signs, and then we studied also as it was in the days of Noah, and also Lot, so it shall be with the coming of the Son of Man. And last time we talked about the parable of the faithful and unfaithful servant. And the faithful servant is also a wise servant, the Bible says, he is a doer. Mm. And this parable of the ten virgins, uh, there are those who are wise. It's kind of like the parable of the faithful and wise servant, uh, which comes previous to this, is expanding. And here in this parable, um, this parable can also be called the midnight cry, uh, or the coming oil crisis, you know, where is your vessel or your flask, your container, your bottle of oil, the delay or tarrying time. And also, <laughs> we can even talk about entry being denied. And we're going to touch on these things um, in this uh, episode. Okay, this first song is Let the Word of Christ by Trilogy Scripture Songs.
Let the Word of Christ by Trilogy Scripture Songs. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with uh, Rachel Chalich. And uh, before we went for break, we read a scripture passage about the wise and foolish virgins. And uh, Rachel, you were trying to uh, so sh- to show us a connection between um, the, this parable and the parable that you shared last week, um, which was the parable of the wise. It was not really a parable. Um, was it a parable or a story? It was a parable. Yeah, of the wise and uh, foolish servant. And, um, yeah, what, what else do you have to share with us in this section? We're going to talk about a little bit about customs when it comes to weddings or marriages. And you have uh, Eastern practices there in Israel, and you have also Western uh, practices. And there's some differences between uh, Jewish or Eastern weddings and Western weddings. And as you would know, Tabitha, you're originally from the continent of Africa, and there's differences there too when you compare it with uh, Western culture. Mm. And when it comes to a... Uh, wedding, even prior to the wedding, you have the engagement. And it's important to understand what I'm going to share now because that will help us better understand the parable. Before the wedding, you have the engagement. And so what would happen is if a man is interested in a woman and he wants to marry her, he would go over to her home. And it's not really her home. She lives in that home. It's her father's home. Mm. And uh, then if there is an agreement, then the man needs to pay a dowry. And uh, I think before we even started today, we talked about Africa and dowries. Does that still happen in Africa? Yes. <laughs> yes, it still happens. It's it's a main, it's the main part of it, yeah, of um the that whole process. And is it usually cattle, like cows, that you pay for dowry or not really, or has it changed over time? It used to be cattle, and it still is in some parts. It's important, like it has to be cattle. But um, people, other people are more lenient, I can say, or like because of that um, modernization. Um, yeah, it's um, in most cases, it's money. Okay, it's money. (laughs) So back then in the Jewish culture, you know, with the engagement, the man or the one to be the bridegroom would pay a dowry. Mm. And, you know, in a similar way, Jesus is, uh, he he paid a dowry for you and me by dying on the cross. Mm. You know, he gave his sacrifice and it is a priceless dowry. You cannot top it. But then what happens is the bridegroom, after there's an agreement for engagement uh, when he betrothed this woman uh, uh, to her in the future to be his wife, he would return back home. Mm-hmm. And why would he return back home? He would make 
preparations for the wedding festivities that would happen in the future. Mm. And isn't that interesting where Jesus said in John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I go and prepare Mm. a place for you. And the bride also on her part, uh, before the wedding, she does preparations as well. Mm. And there's invitations that go out. Mm. And you're inviting people. You're in, and these invitees, they are guests. Mm. You know, this sounds like the parable of the wedding feast that you read in Matthew chapter 22. Mm. And before the wedding day takes place, then you have the father of the bridegroom. And by the way, the bridegroom, when he goes back home, it's actually the home of his father. Just keep that in mind. Mm. So, <clears throat> excuse me, before the wedding day takes place, uh, there are in some cases where the father of the bridegroom, he looks at, oh, who is coming to the wedding, who has been invited, and then he will send out a special wedding garment to those who have been invited. Mm. And they would have to wear this uh, to the wedding chamber. Mm. Now, let's talk about what happened on the day of the wedding. You have the bridegroom, he is at his home, and it's his father's home, and he's going to make his way to the bride's home, Mm. okay? Um, And it's where her father is. And the timing when it comes to Eastern weddings or marriages, these these festivities usually took place in the evening time. Mm. See, we go to a Western wedding, it can take place in the evening or nighttime, but also daytime. Mm-hmm. But the question is, why would it take place in the evening time? Well, keep in mind, it's the Middle East, mm-hmm. and it can get very hot, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And so it's a little bit cooler in the evening. Mm. So you have the bride. She's waiting at her home, her father's home. And while she's waiting there, there's also maidens or virgins Okay, when we read Matthew 25, you read about the virgins. That word can be translated in the Greek as also maiden, someone that is not married. And so what would happen is you have these maidens and the house would be lighted up. This is the bride's house would be lighted up and there would be virgins or maidens outside and they would have a lamp. Mm. And the lamp would provide, you know, the purpose of a lamp is to provide light. And they would have these lamps, and there would be oil inside to to you know for, for things to burn so that there would be light, but they would also carry a flagon or a flask or a bottle of oil, oil. Yeah. I like what you said you said spare oil mm. or reserve mm. because if the lamp goes out or burns out, what do you do? They use the spare oil you use the spare oil right you yes. top it up, mm-hmm. you top it up. And then, um, I mean, I think I want to throw this in now before I forget later. But remember, when you go to a wedding, you prepare. Mm. Okay, preparation's important. And and uh, there's been, uh, I think, twice since I've been here, I've had to go to the mainland. I don't prepare one day prior to the wedding. I buy the ticket a few weeks prior to going to the wedding. There's mm. time of preparation. Mm. And what happens is... The bridegroom then, he's eventually coming to the bride's house. Mm. But sometimes there is a delay. There is a tarrying time. 
it can take some time. And why is there a delay or a tarrying time? Because the bridegroom is doing maybe preparations for the wedding festivities. You know what's interesting? In, as a way of comparison, when it comes to Western marriages, mm-hmm. you have the man, he's at the marriage altar. Let's say he's in the church. He's waiting for the bride to come along, and sometimes there is a delay. Mm. But in the in the Eastern culture or Jewish culture, it's like the opposite. And so when the bridegroom is coming to the bride's home, he he doesn't come alone. He also comes with people too. Mm. Now you keep this in mind. Sometimes it could take a while. And you have the bride's home, she's at her father's home, and you've got the maidens there outside. They're waiting for the bridegroom to come along. And if it takes too long, you know what you know what could happen? Well, they could uh, they could probably go, oh, this is taking too long. They're stretching out their arms, they're yawning, and maybe they fall asleep. Mm. Okay? Um, I don't see them departing or leaving because they're still excited. The bridegroom's coming. There's a wedding. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, as the bridegroom is coming to the bride's house, there's a pathway, there's a road. And finally he comes. There's an announcement. Oh, the bridegroom is coming. You know, as I'm sharing, there are so many similarities that this is fitting in with this parable of the ten virgins. Mm. So then the bridegroom comes to the bride's home, and guess what happens? They then go back to the bridegroom's home. And as they're traveling, they're traveling on the path. And remember, the virgins, the bridal party, they're also going along. They are guests. They are invitees. They're going to the bridegroom's home. They have a lamp. And the purpose of that lamp is to provide light on the path Mm. or on the road. And once they come to the bridegroom's home, they arrive there and the the wedding takes place. The doors are closed. um, And uh, you have, uh, after that, you have the wedding feast, the wedding reception. It's a time of celebration and there is food. And And they forget about the wait. (laughs) <laughs> and they forget about the weight. And, and and what was your listener question that you asked? Um, what do you enjoy? Have you ever been to a wedding? And what do you enjoy most about weddings? Um, is it the food? Is it the reception? Is it um, the music? What do you like? Is it just people getting dressed up and looking good? Um, yeah, just share with us your experience or just what you enjoy most about weddings. Um. For me, it's definitely the food. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's a time of celebration. And, um, you know, the Bible does talk about in the book of Revelation, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Um, I do remember going to one wedding uh, here in uh, Devonport. There was so much food left over. Oh, it was crazy. There was a lot of cake left over. Um, But yeah, I I think we need to go for our song and then we'll come back and then we're going to go again through this parable verse by verse and then we'll make some important applications and points. Okay, um, we actually have a minute left, but that's fine. Um, so our giveaway offer today is a book called Christ's Object Lessons, and uh, we'll give you more information about that um, later on. And, we, you know, the, you mentioned this book, um, Raiko, is it Advent Home? 
Yes. Yeah, if you're still interested, if you're interested in that book, Advent Home, um, you can just write a message to us and uh, we'll send that book to you as well. Um, we're going to listen to this beautiful song. It's called Joy Comes in the Morning by Michelle McLaga. without sleeping longing for morning to come when my world crashes in sackcloth and ashes I wait at the foot of the cross have mercy on this dust in you I put my trust for I know your joy I know you 
That is Joy Comes in the Morning by Michelle McClaga. And uh, you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Draco Chelets. And um, Draco is talking about the wise and foolish virgins. And um, before we went for a break, Draco, you explained how a Jewish wedding looks like. Um, so did you want to get into this parable? Yeah, let's let's um, get into this parable. So we do have a good background now of Jewish weddings, and can, let's just go verse by verse. I'll make some commentary uh, comments here and there, and you can ask questions, and then we'll unpack this with symbolism, and then give the application. I uh, actually, sorry to cut you short. Um, <clears throat> we've had we have a listener texting us, and um, his Michael is saying the wedding banquet of Matthew 22 is saying that those who were invited refused to come and those were the Jews others were invited other people who were Gentiles and the rest and the king was enraged sent his army destroyed those murderers burned up the city Um, the ten virgins is the same context thank you Michael for sharing that yeah, the, in that parable, there are about four invitations from mem- memory. We have studied this in the past. There's invitations to the Jews, to the Jews, to the Jews, even in the time of Christ. But eventually, the invitation goes out to the Gentiles. Um, that means the non-Jews. And, uh, uh, for example, you and I are uh, Gentiles. We're non-Jews. Um, but by accepting Christ, we become spiritual Jews. Um, and, and so we see that. Um, and in that uh, parable, what's also important is that we have the wedding garment on that is given to us. Um, and that is that we have Christ's righteousness and not to have our own righteousness. So let's move on. Uh, Matthew 25 and verse 1, mm-hmm. it says this. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. And Many times Jesus shares parables and he talks about the kingdom of heaven. These virgins here in the Greek can be translated as maidens. They have never known a man. Mm -hmm. Verse 2, can you please read that? Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. So a very simple question to you, Tabitha. Mm -hmm. Would you like to be a wise virgin or a foolish virgin? (laughs) A wise virgin. Of a wise one. And remember the previous parable, it was talking about the faithful and wise servant and the unfaithful servant. And I'm sure if the one that was unfaithful, he would not be wise. And uh, verse 3 and 4, can you please read that? Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vases with their lamps. So here we see that uh, there is a problem here. Usually when you would carry a lamp, you would carry a vessel or sometimes it's referred to as a flagon or a container or a bottle with oil. And the problem here is that the foolish ones, they had a lamp, they had a vessel too, but they didn't have extra or spare oil. Um, let, let me also mention this um, I don't know, you know, where you're living at the moment, Tabitha, but uh, do you have a lawnmower or do you have to cut the grass sometimes? I Yes, I do. I don't have a lawnmower. <laughs> I get someone to help me out. <laughs> okay, you get someone else to do the work for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a lawnmower. Actually, <laughs> I was so uh, grateful that one of my neighbors actually here gave me his old lawnmower, and he bought a new one. And uh, yeah, very, very nice. He's, an, he's a nice Christian man. And 
you know, I went to Bunnings and I bought a container, and it's just a small container for five liters uh, that I can put petrol inside or gas. And at the moment, you know, it, it's probably about a quarter full, um, and I need to go and top it up and top it up. So in the future, hey, if I'm doing the work, I need that spare or extra or reserve petrol. And he, in this parable, we see that one of the main problems is, is that there is a crisis. There's an oil crisis. There is no oil that these foolish virgins are not carrying extra oil. Verse 5, please. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. How many slept? All of them. <laughs> all of them slept. Sleeping. And uh, there are ten virgins, and someone might say, well, there's a significance when it comes to this ten. Well, as far as I read in commentaries, there's nothing significant um, attaching the number ten. We also saw that 50% of them were wise and 50% of them were foolish. But here, 100% of them are sleeping. Mm. Verse 6, can you please read that? And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. You know, when someone reads this, they would think, Oh, the bridegroom is here. Go out to meet him. The thing is this. When they're saying this, it is a midnight cry or a midnight clamor. In the Greek, that word cry can also be translated as clamor, which means to demand something out loud. This is taking place in midnight. That word midnight can also be uh, translated as it's in between or in the midst or it's in the middle or midnight. And this is in between the time that the bridegroom is leaving his home. He's on that path and then before he gets to the bride's house. So he's on that path. You know, there's the time of where he Carried, he's delaying, but now he is coming, and there, this is really a message. Oh, behold! Look, the bridegroom is coming. Um, you know, maybe they can see the bridegroom from a distance. You know, how can they see him from a distance? Well, if it's evening, he's coming with his party, and there would also, you know, it wouldn't be dark. He would also probably be having a lamp or some type of torchlight. And so, oh, he's coming, and if he's coming, guess what? You, you get ready for that uh, time period. Uh, are you there, Tabitha? I don't hear you. Yes, I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I thought I thought um, the internet knocked us off for a little for, for a second or two. Mm. Um, let's move on. Verse seven. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Oh, okay. trimmed. Sorry. <laughs> trimmed their lamps. Yeah. Now, if you're trimming your lamp, you're looking at your lamp, you're investigating your lamp, you're observing the wick. In a way, you are um, studying it. So just keep that in mind. Mm. Okay, verse 8. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. Tabitha, imagine I said to you, Give me your money. Do you think the way I asked you just now, give me your money or give me some money, do you think that's really nice? No, because you feel entitled to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, how does this sound? Can you give me some money, please? Does that, that sound better? better? Yes. Right? Does I, that I sound... consider. <laughs> okay. Can I have $1,000, please? <laughs> that's too much money. Okay. But the, uh, <laughs> we'll discuss about this after the, the program, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, my point is that it, it almost sounds kind of uh, impolite, the way they're asking, isn't it? Give us the oil, right? Mm. N- not asking in a very politeful manner. 
And uh, keep in mind, these foolish virgins, they still have a lamp. It's burning. Mm -hmm. There's oil inside, but it's going out. It's running out. Mm -hmm. Okay, verse 9 and 10, please read that. Um, verse 9, But the wise say, answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And verse 10, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. I just want to mention one other point I forgot to mention. You know, these foolish virgins, they had oil in their lamps. So they had in the beginning, in, um, they have oil early on in the beginning, but they did not have oil for latter or later on. Mm. Okay, that's important because, you know, I've just brought in some concepts here about early and latter or later. Okay, and uh, hopefully in the next section I can make some application to that. But here, the other thing is these wise virgins are saying, no, we're not going to give you any oil. Go and buy it for yourself. Now, I don't know about that, but imagine I said, um, uh, can you please give me some money? And you say, no, go work for yourself. It, it almost sounds unchristian, doesn't it? Okay. Unchristlike, mm-hmm. uh, not hospitable in any way. It's like, wow, it's like the wise virgins are actually selfish, but they're not. Mm. A- and uh, they're being practical because if they shared, there was like it was a risk just sharing their oil, they would have la- run out, and um, yeah, they didn't want that to happen. In the parable, what is the time of the evening? It's what time? Nighttime. It's nighttime, it's dark, it's midnight, and they say, hey, go buy oil for yourself. And now try and picture this. It's midnight, it's dark, and do you think um, in Jerusalem uh, the IGA supermarket shop was open to go and get some oil? Uh, I wouldn't think so. I don't think so. I don't think they had a 7-Eleven that was open for 24 hours. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so they're going there. And I can even picture them going to a shop going, hmm, is this shop open in the hope? Well, if it's not open, um, maybe the um, shop owner lives above the shop or behind the shop or next to the shop. And they're knocking on the door. Hey, we need some oil. And maybe it got to the point where, hey, we can't get any oil and they'll go back to the wedding anyway. Because in the meantime, guess what? The bridegroom has come for the bride. And now you've got the bridegroom and the bride. They're going back to the bridegroom's home. And the wise virgins who also have lamps, they're lighting up the path and they're going towards the bridegroom's home. And eventually they get there. Mm. And now the door is shut. Okay, mm. And the foolish virgin's exclusion from the wedding was the result of their own deliberate choice. Okay. Um, so the offer for today, we have actually, we've decided to give two books because we've had a listener text in to request for the book that we mentioned, The Advent Home. So for this, um, the first offer is Christ's Object Lessons, which is a book by Ellen White. And uh, in this devotional classic, um, Ellen White uh, plants the depths of the best loved teachings of Jesus offering a deeply spiritual understanding of the parables of Christ as they apply to the life today, providing practical applications in a way that touches the heart. This is a really good book to understand most, um, all like these parables that Jesus is talking about. 
And uh, we'll give you the code um, to get that book after the break. And also we'll give this book, um, The Adventist Home. And it is a compilation contain- containing practical counsel for Christian families, including guidance on where to locate the home and how to make it pleasant and counsel on how to get along with other family members. I will also give you the code after the break, and for this book, uh, it will give limited copies, The Adventist Home. And we're going to listen to this song, Arise. From distant lands and across the seas God called us together as a family In breaking of bread and daily fellowship In doctrine and prayer we became equipped Arise, shine, for your light is come And the glory of the Lord is risen upon me Now is the time to live for God's kingdom Set the captives free By the Spirit and a single goal To share the gospel and to save lost souls Arise, shine, for your light is come And the glory of the Lord is risen upon me Now is the time to live for God's kingdom To heal the broken hearts and set the captives free in us ever patiently through the struggles and the victories God has used it all to make us ready as this chapter ends and a new one starts we know God has plans for each one of us The time has come for us to part We'll keep the memories stored within our hearts Arise, shine, for your light is come And the glory of the Lord is risen upon me Now is the time to live for God's kingdom To heal the broken hearts and set the captives free This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazian Counties on Faith FM, and that was Arise. And you're with Draco Chillet today. And um, before we went for break, I promised to give you codes, two codes to um, claim the offers that we have for you today. And um, for the 
this book Christ's Object Lessons by Ellen White um, that is talking about explaining parables and um, how they're practical to our life today. The code to get the book is 3MJ8 3MJ number 8 no space in between um, text that to 0488-880891 3MJ8 and we'll be able to send this book Christ's Object Lessons to you and we also giving this special book the Adventist Home and that's giving counsel on how to live um, with family members and make uh, your home pleasant um, and the code to get the book is 3MJ9 text 3MJ number 9 um, to 0488-880891 and we'll be able to send the book the Adventist Home to you and this book uh, we have very few copies we just have five copies, so we'll send it to the first five people to text us. And Jacob, we are in the last section. Um, how would you like to finish off today's program? Um, can you just read one more Bible verse, Matthew 25, verse 11? Sure. Um, afterwards, the other virgins came, uh, came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. It's interesting, these foolish virgins are coming now. They've come to the, um, to the bridegroom's home, and they're saying, Lord, Lord. Now, they sound very polite here. That word, Lord, Lord, also means master, but the door is closed. Entry is denied. So let's just talk about the symbols in this parable. The ten virgins, they represent all those who profess the pure faith of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lamp... And, Psalms 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The lamp represents the word of God. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. How do we know this? Zechariah chapter 4 verses 2 to 6. And the purpose of the lamp here was to, to for light. And the wise... They yielded themselves to the working of the Holy Spirit, while the foolish have not yielded themselves to the working of the Holy Spirit. They were destitute of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's interesting because you can still have uh, the Word of God, uh, because that's what the lamp represents, and the foolish ones had. You can have the Word of God. You can have a theoretical knowledge of the Word of God. You You could even memorize the Word of God. But yet, if you have no Holy Spirit, well... It's not good, um, according to this parable. Mm-hmm. Um, the lightning of the way to the bridegroom's home, this is the preaching of the gospel in a dark world. It's spiritual darkness. You're inviting sinners to the wedding and to be inside the wedding chamber. The wise virgins are really genuine followers of Jesus, while the foolish virgins are superficial followers of Jesus. Who's the bridegroom in this uh, scripture? It's Jesus. It's Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's midnight. It's the darkest time. It's a spiritual darkness. Also, there's the bridegroom's coming announcement. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. This is announcement of the second coming of Jesus. You know, he is coming. um, As far as I understand, the trimmed lamps. This is the lamps where uh, the Word of God is being studied uh, investigated. Uh, the door is shut. There's a close of probation. We know in the future the door of probation will close. Um, and we want to be ready with Jesus. But what I want to mention is this in closing, and that is 
In 2008, there were 98 oil-producing countries in the world, and 60 out of 98 have reached their geological peak. In other words, they were running out of oil. There's an oil crisis. And when there is a little bit of oil, well, then there's a huge demand, but prices also increase, and people look for alternative sources. And it's not bad to look for alternative sources, uh, like solar power and coal and other things. But now... Spiritually here, we see that there is a crisis and there's an emergency. The five foolish virgins, um, they don't have uh, oil in their vessels. The wise do. And, you know, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, He's a helper, He's a comforter. And also, when we study the Bible, the purpose God has given the Holy Spirit is for us to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. And the five foolish virgins did not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, today people are going to alternative sources of energy. And as I said, it's not bad to go and and um, things like solar power. And, you know, there's uh, cars like uh, that go on solar, like Tesla, which I think is really cool. But when it comes to spiritually, there are people who are sometimes looking spiritually for alternate sources of power. And energy, they might go, well, I don't need the Word of God. I don't need to pray. I'll go to something else and I'll get it from here. But, uh, you know, there's no substitute for the Holy Spirit. We we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, the question is, am I in an oil crisis? Um, And it's interesting how oil crisis also affects travel in the world, too. You know, is it affecting my spiritual travel, getting to the kingdom of heaven? And, uh, you know, we've been giving, we're giving that book away also, Christ Object Lessons. Mm. Um, and there's a statement there that the very last chapter of that book is all about this parable. Mm. And uh, I, I, I've, I have so much notes here that I didn't even share. But one thing we read is that it talks about the wise virgins, that they received the grace of God. And you read this in, also, you read about a little bit about this parable in Great Controversy, page 393. The wise virgins received the grace of God. But when it comes to the foolish virgins, um, you know, they do not receive grace in their hearts. Mm. And when I read Christ's Object Lessons, that very last chapter, To Meet the Bridegroom, it talks there at the end, on page 415, that the last rays of merciful light, the last message of mercy to be given to the world, is a revelation of His character of love. Mm-hmm. And after all, the fruit of the Spirit is, the first thing mentioned is love. Um, so in the meantime, mm-hmm. I want to encourage people that they are seeking God mm-hmm. um, and that they want oil, they want the Holy Spirit in their lives, that they want a personal relationship with God and that they are watching mm-hmm. and that they are getting ready to pray, to watch, to occupy, to invest um, and to reveal the love of Jesus to others and to be ready um, to meet the bridegroom, Jesus mm-hmm. Amen. Amen to that. We've we've got a question from a listener. I don't know if you'll have time to quickly talk about it. Um, why do the marriage vows say the man should leave his mother and father, but does not say the same to the woman? Um, that's Maggie asking that question. Thank you, Maggie, for the question. 
I don't know. Never thought about that <laughs> question. <laughs> so are you going to do some research and um, get back to Maggie next time? Ooh, ooh, that's a tough one. I'm not an expert in this area. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll find an expert then and uh, we'll get some response for you. Maggie, thank you for texting in. And uh, Well, I, I think from a practical thing, um, it's very challenging when you're in the same uh, home with your own parents so yeah a man shall leave his mother and father and you know a man is to be also to grow up to be a provider for his own wife to be a protector so yeah sometimes uh, a man needs to man up but that's not an answer i think i don't know i still need to think about and reflect on that it's an interesting one and uh, yeah we'll need to get the right answer for you maggie and um just to remind our listeners um, that our offer, the code to get our book offers is um we have three MJ eight um to get the book Christ Christ's Object Lessons by Ellen G White and um also three MJ nine text three MJ number nine um to get the book The Adventist Home and we have limited copies for uh, on that book um text two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine to get um those book offers and what do you have for us next week Rachel? Uh, next week we're going to be talking about the parable of the talents it really has to do with spiritual gifts okay so join us next week with Draco um, to learn more about that um, as always your programs are very interesting and there's always so much to learn and tomorrow we have Peter White and uh, Peter will be continuing with the series of programs titled Searching for Certainty and Peter will be talking about In Search of the Remnant. And, um, yeah, join Peter tomorrow with Jason to learn more about that. Um, Thank you for joining us today. I hope you've been blessed with this um, powerful sharing from Raiko. And wherever you are, enjoy the rest of your day. Mm -hmm.